Things about the Anthony Milford situation. Allegedly, he is a poor trainer, and this information came via Benji Marshall. Anyway, it all began on NRL 360 very early in the week when Kenny said this. What do you think of Mill's current form? Oh, a fair to middling. Indifferent? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm i a bit disappointed with him. I, I, look, he has a he's a guy who enjoys his off-season. He generally comes back and his skin folds give the, the medical staff a heart attack. <laughs> uh, and he's a guy who uh, he has a, his lazy habits in the gym uh, and he has to play himself fit. Now, he's going to have a career as an NRL player. There's no doubt about that. But is he going to be the player we all thought he could be? Jury's out on that. Okay, now in response to what, what Kenty said there, here's, here's the Broncos coach, Wayne Bennett. Have a listen to this audio. You know, I confronted the player this morning that was allegedly made the comment, and he and he and he never made the comment. You know, Anthony's got a good work ethic here. We don't have a problem with Anthony Milford, any shape, form, or manner. And again, it was you know like you know I lost a change room, I lost my water. It's just all rubbish you're making up out there, and it's just getting ridiculous, and it's just getting silly and it's out of control actually. Um, but the player assured me, and I believe the player, that he never spoke to the to the to the journalist, and he never gave him that information. Okay, the final little piece I want to play you is uh, Kenty again, this time on the Matty Johns show. There's been a change in Wayne a little bit. I'm a little bit confused about where Wayne is at the moment. Things that he valued, he no longer values the way he would behave or respond. He, uh, he slowly sort of changed. So the consistency of character that we've always admired about Wayne is no longer there. I never said I spoke to Benji. I never said I never quoted Benji, but Wayne manipulated what his statements were today, to indicate that I'd made it up. I, I haven't made it up. The story's 100% correct. But Wayne said, oh, I spoke to the, He didn't speak to the journalist. He didn't uh, say what he said. I never said Benji said anything. I said Benji was horrified. I never said I spoke to Benji. That's Wayne manipulating the media. So you sit there, and a lot of people at home are going to sit there and say, right, OK, well, why would Wayne be doing this? Why, why would he start this? Because, as we know, Wayne's this godlike figure with a god complex. The point is this. Wayne has going through some upheaval in his life, as we all know. A few weeks back, he had the journalists at the training, he called them all aside and he said, listen, guys, I know you've got paparazzi around trying to get a photo of me with my new girlfriend. If it continues, I won't talk to you. What's a rugby league journal going to do about paparazzi? We can't do anything. That's not, our, that's not our call in life. So anyway, last night what happens is he goes out, he has re- uh, dinner at a restaurant with his new girlfriend walks outside after it and sees a cameraman. It's not from News Limited. I don't know where the cameraman's from, but Wayne goes off deluxe. He calls News this morning. He says, that's it. He's got, now got a media ban in place. He won't talk to the Telegraph or he won't talk to the Courier Mail. Now, what is disappointing? A lot of people say, well, how, who cares? That's Wayne's entitlement. Firstly, the world has changed. Wayne, when he used to bully the media way back when, could get away with it. He can't get away with it anymore because the media has changed so much. Secondly, and this is the most disappointing thing, I have never, ever seen Wayne use up one of his players for his own purposes. Yet here he is trying to censor the media by using, plucking out what I said last night, manipulating to make out I said something I didn't say, and then using Benji Marshall today to say, well, Benji's innocent, Benji said nothing. I never said it. But Wayne is changing. Wayne is not the man. A lot of people close to Wayne who have been close to him for a lot of years, they're confused by Wayne now. They don't know who Wayne is anymore. They're wondering where he's going now. And I don't want to get into his personal life. And him and the paparazzi, that's all his argument. Nothing to do with me. But the story's 100% right. The fact is, he lied today, not me.
Okay, there's Paul Kent wrapping that up there on the Matty Johns show on Fox. So that's where we are today. Gordy, tell us, Ryan Girdler, Paul Kent. Mate, where are you with this today? I mean, you, I know that you're probably getting sick of talking about it, but where are you exactly with it today? I'm as good as God. I'm, I am over talking about it. But look, I took offence to Wayne saying the journalist made it up. Okay, because I didn't make it up. I, I, Wayne says he, and when Wayne then justified his argument, saying he spoke to Benji, and Benji said he never spoke to me, and Benji said never said that to me. I never said it was Benji. I never said that on the show. All I said on the show about Benji Marshall was, "quote Benji Marshall was horrified at Mil- close quote at Milford's training habits." Okay. Since I said that, Darren Lockie has come out in the paper yesterday saying that Milford is not a good trainer and. Uh, while, look, he didn't go as, as strong as I was, but that's because he's a board member at the Broncos and, and he's got a vested interest in what he says. But he confirmed the story. He said Milford is not a, a strong trainer and if he wants to be as good as we all want him to be and all believe he can be, then 90%, his quote, 90% is no longer good enough, he has to train 100%. That was the essence of what I said Thursday night that started this whole thing, okay? So... Second to that, Benji Marshall has since been given permission by the club to come out and talk about how he is helping Anthony Milford get better training habits. That, 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 that was one of the reasons Wayne brought him to Brisbane to help Milford train better. So again, through Benji getting permission off the club to come out and talk about it, it again confirmed what I said. So Wayne to come out and say the journalists made it up. Wayne, is, Wayne knows the, the landscape well enough to know that I wasn't quoting Benji, and I hadn't claimed I spoke to Benji, but by saying it the way he said it, it inferred that the story was wrong. He went one step too far. I would have let it go, except he went one step too far with me when he said the journalist made it up, mm. because I don't make it up, okay? I've since spoken to Ben Eichen, who told me. Ben has given me permission to say that he was the one that told me in a conversation he had with Benji, mm-hmm. okay? The story has since been proven correct, or, by Benji himself and also by Lockyer. So I've got no issue with it. And as I spoke about there, and I couldn't believe how long-winded all that was, but the point was Wayne's, got, Wayne's issues are elsewhere. So Wayne is actually, a, uh, what's the word, he's, he's acclimatising or he's getting us in the public used to him criticising the media about things like, uh, for example, two weeks ago he came out and he, he, he criticised the media for for questioning Jared Haynes' work ethic. Now, his comments back then were, well, it's okay for Jared Haynes. I've had lazy trainers here before. I don't care. Jared Haynes can be a lazy trainer. Not a problem. Yet, two weeks later, he can't run the same argument because the player who's now the lazy trainer is at his club, which then opens up another door. So what he does is he just goes back at the media. You guys in the media made all this up. So he's changed the goalposts there to change the, 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 the confines of the argument. So therefore, everybody gets put back in their box. And all it is is about putting the media back in their box because as we saw in the front page of the uh, Sunday Mail today, there's a photo of him with his new girlfriend, which he's been very irritated about and which is a truth in his life he doesn't want to accept. Okay. Gordy, Ryan? Oh, just note to self not to take on Paul Kent. <laughs> you didn't know that yet? <laughs> oh, no. no you, you know what? It's sort of the same, you know, and... And when Darren Lockie says it, and this is the thing, what I dislike is if I say something about Wayne, everybody goes, oh, well, you dislike him, and then all the media stand on your shoulders and do that. I'm paid for my opinion and my comment. Mm. But Darren Lockie has said the same thing, that Wayne Bennett shouldn't go back and coach the Broncos. Nothing was said. Now, Darren Lockie has come out. He's arguably probably one of the club's greatest ever players. 
has come out and said anything, but no one jumps up and down and, and like screams. And then two years ago, Sam Thayde wasn't allowed to play in the Indigenous game because he was too fat. Mm. But you can go play in England when it suits Wayne, but something that's so important to Sam to go and play in the All-Stars game, he wasn't allowed to. So you pick and choose when you yeah. know your teammates or like, mate, you're too fat, but you're too skinny and all that. So he's just got to be a little bit more consistent. And, and a lot of fans out there now are sitting there saying, Paul Kent, you're a dickhead, all right? And they oh, don't that's, agree. With, that's part but, of the course. Yeah, but you, <laughs> but you know what? Just because it's Wayne Bennett, <clears throat> Wayne Bennett, and me on the other side, and, and I understand it's you know it's a guppy taking on a whale. I, I get all that, right? But that doesn't mean that what I know is not legitimate. That's right. Uh, yeah, there is a chance here that I actually am right here. It, well, you listen. Isn't the victim? It's an easy story to jump on Wayne Bennett's back because yeah. of all well, it's an easy story to yeah, yeah support I'm Wayne actually, and yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. Kick hey, me in the guts because who are you? Penty, oh, mate, you're man. a nuffy. What have you done? Penty, I, 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 Penty, I, I, I and I'll face it right, and I'll face it. And my and like my thing with Wayne was when he sat Kevin Walters, Gary Belcher, and Glenn Lazarus. I was at the club; they were helping us. Glenn Lazarus, the greatest front row I've ever seen. Gary Belcher was an amazing player that taught Darren. Look, he was the first fullback that would slide in and do three on twos. Unbelievable player, Gary Belcher, and Kevin Walters is won more grand finals for that club and the most passionate player that I've ever played at. Well, then he sacked them all. But then they all got offered jobs. And he goes, mate, what are you doing? And then it's just a typical way, mate, what are you doing? You've got a job here. Mate, we love you here. Then when, they, then when he was under the pump, all those guys yeah. got thinking. I said, then I just wrote an article. Well, Wayne's put pressure on himself. And it was simply Wayne's put pressure on himself because it's not the coaching staff. And it's not the – sorry, um, it's the coaching staff. It's not the playing group. So next year – and then they end up going on and winning. And then I went to training one day to have burger. They have burger day. And he just went off his head at me. It, it and feels... I'm like, well, well, hold on. I'm allowed to have an opinion. And then he always said to me, if you like when someone writes something good about you, you've got to be prepared to take it when that bloke writes something bad about you. So all the, you know, all the things that he was telling me, like all of his moral compasses, was changed once I said something because within the, within the ranks, no one ever said anything. But I was actually sticking up for three blokes that I played with. I never played with Wayne Bennett. And I thought he did the wrong thing on that occasion. But it didn't mean that I disliked Wayne or liked him or whatever. It was the fact that I thought he did the wrong thing then. And then, since then, every time I write something, he's got this great ability to tell the media, oh, mate, he doesn't like me, he doesn't like me. So they write, oh, mate, we know you don't like Wayne. I said, you don't know. You actually have no idea. Mm. You know? And then I saw Wayne the other day. He was getting his car washed. We sat down and spoke for 20 minutes. They didn't see that. You know what I mean? But when he what, does something uh, wrong... What car's he got? Has he still got that Hyundai what? XL or is he updated? Oh, no. He's the ladies' man. It's a soft top. Fair dinkum. Oh, wait a minute. Get out of soft top. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Hey, uh, look, I guess the, the victim in all <laughs> I this... I think that's because he's 67. <laughs> the victim in all this seems to me to be Benji Marshall. I mean, he's sort of... In a, in a way, you know, Benji's yeah, I, the guy yeah. that... You know, it's it's right in the middle of all of this because he's, you know, whether he's playing golf or where, however he's offered up that information. I mean, that information has now caused the issue that it has and it puts him in a really tough situation back issue. at the club. But I just say, so you, have you spoken to Benji about this, Kenny? And yeah, I have. How yeah, do you feel look, about I, I spoke to Benji on, what day did it break? I spoke to Benji on Thursday when, when after Wayne had his press conference and he was a little bit confused because he didn't watch Matty uh, 360 the night before when I said it. So Wayne called him into his office and said, what's, what's this you said last night? You know, and Benji's, what are you talking about? I've got no idea. Uh, and so I, I, took it, I took him through it. And I actually said to Benji, I said, Benji, I apologise for throwing your name into it because I didn't mean to. I was just talking. Um, and by time, live television, by the time it came out, it was out. Uh, you can't put it back in the box. But I said to him, I said, look, I'm happy to, to 
um, chat to Wayne about it. I said, I'll tell Wayne what happened. And I said, you tell Wayne to call me. Wayne has my number, by the way. Uh, Wayne has chosen not to call me. That's fine. Uh, but I said to Benji, I said, you tell Wayne to call me and I'll tell him exactly what happened. Since then, uh, I've spoken to Iken, obviously, about it, and we, we had a good chat about it. Iken rang Paul White, the CEO of the, the Broncos, and said to Paul White, uh, just, just to tell you exactly how this all unfolded, and, and he actually said that the, the way Benji was telling the story to him was actually a positive for Milford, that Milford, he was up there, he was appalled, he was appalled by how poorly he was training. So what uh, Benji did with him was say, mate, from now on, every time we get told to do 10 reps, we're going to do 11. And that's what he started to do with Milford. And that's how he's teaching Milford good training habits. And Milford's starting to respond. And that was, that's one of the reasons Benji was brought to the Broncos. Not, look, he hasn't played a game yet. Like, he has not started. But what he's been doing is he turns up to training, he stands next to Anthony Milford, and he says to him, mate, this is the way we attack this. And so I, I spoke to Benji, and Benji was cool about it. Benji understood it. And, like a, and I said to him, I said, I'm more than happy to t- talk to Wayne. I know for a fact he did then go back into Wayne and say to Wayne, this is what happened. He said to Wayne, uh, Paul's quite willing to take a phone call from you. Uh, Wayne, uh, as yet, my phone hasn't rang, uh, but I'm, I'm expecting that any moment soon. Um, but, but that's where it is. Can you but, put it on but, silent? But Benji, so was, the show. Benji was okay. Benji, Benji, Benji's been around long enough. Benji's played 255 NRL games. He knows the lay of the land. And, and, but that's why you sign those guys, and that's what our game's lacking. The old reserve grader that when you're out, that would grab you by the arm and say, don't do that, and that trainer, mate, harden up, and, mate, you missed a couple of tackles, mate, put your head in there, and all those things that when I grew up and having those old experienced guys around, helping the young guys, yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. And then when you go out, you know, you say, oh, mate, what's he like? Say, mate, he's going to be good. He's just got to learn to toughen up a little bit or do this and that. And then uh, you probably didn't hear the call, but Benny Hannett was in the box calling because he's joined our core team with the Broncos games and Broncos versus Raiders. He said, Shane Webke didn't listen here, you little fatty. He used to tell him, until you lose weight and train harder, you're not going to be a first grade. Kenny, as, as the and lands- he took it on board. As the landscape, you know, in the relationships between, you know, older players and the media now changed to the point where obviously, you know, the relationships are probably stronger now than they used to be back when you guys sort of started and that, you know, we get privy to information offered up in sort of social situations or in between, you know, breaks, whether we're on radio, whether you're on TV or whatever, isn't the, the way that we use that information then needs to be, you know, no. with caution? No, or no. Is it, just... it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. You go back to, look, you go back to the, the, the when I'm, before I started in the 80s and, and 70s when rugby league was going, it was pure tabloid. And, and you go back to the newspapers of the Daily Mirror and the, the, the Sun in the afternoon in Sydney, they were pure tabloid. I'll I, I tell you a story. This is old school, but the, the sports editor one day was ringing up a, a, a journalist. Uh, was, sorry, sports editor one day blew up to his staff. We haven't got a back page story. We need a back page story. This is in the 70s. And anyway, so they all sat there and they wrote, thought, what, what can we do? Like they had 15 minutes before they needed this story. So, so a guy had sat down, pumped out a story, then he picked up the phone, he rang Bob Fulton, he said, listen, Bozo, he said, I've just written that you're going to sign with West Tigers, uh, sorry, with Western Suburbs. Don't worry about it, tomorrow we'll write the denial. Th- that was the way it worked. And, and Bozo just laughed at it, he didn't care. Like he, uh, because, you know, what's changed is the players. Because to them, it's, to the players these days, and, and quite, in some ways quite rightly, it's, it's their entire career, right? It, it's their livelihood, it's everything. Back then, players 
dealt with people in the real world. Well, they're working. They, they worked. So they went to work and they understood that what was happening within the game was just basically what I always say, soap opera. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just soap opera for men rugby league. It's yeah. something that we talk about every day and we follow the, the timeline, the storyline throughout the season, and that's what it has become. But they've got and, thin and was, skin uh, and they're allowed to be thin-skinned, Kenny, because our game, right, it goes for 80 well, minutes, Well, I, I right? don't know if they are allowed to be thin-skinned, Gordon, because yeah. they earn a whackload of money yeah. and they're professional. But what they do is they, they are incubated these days, the players, where they go to training, they sit down, they only talk to each other, they don't really talk to you oh, know, no, they're th- on their, their workmates. They're on their phones. Well, they're they, texting. but They're, they're talking all, to Mr. Apple. Yeah, but you know what they do? They don't sit there and they don't have... <laughs> A no, lot they of, are. But they don't have a lot of conversations with people outside the rugby yeah. league world. And therefore, everything is amplified. Every prob- problem is bigger. And cool. every drama is something that's yeah, it's really uh, yeah, right, off the, right at the edge. And, and, and that's not the real yeah. world. We've all got issues. You know, look at what's happened this week in rugby league, right? We've banged on about... But coaches have been hang on, We've banged on about Jason Taylor. We've banged on about my, my blue with Wayne Bennett. Chow and you know, you know what the real story this week was? Brett Kamali. Brett Kamali. Yeah. That's the real story. That, that's the tragedy. Yeah. You know, Jason Taylor getting sacked is unfortunate, but it's not a tragedy. Right. Wayne Bennett carrying on like a, you know, Wayne, yeah, Clint Eastwood with his pants up high. That's not. That's <laughs> not a. Yeah, that's not the problem. But the Brett Kamali story. We lose, and we lose focus on it. And we all knew, but because he wanted no one to know, so that is the real story. It is. But 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 the players have to realise our game goes for eighty minutes, right? And back in the old days, there wasn't no video ref, and they couldn't see, and there wasn't no big screens at the ground. So the. The pub talk after the games were, oh, mate, I don't reckon that was a try. That was a forward pass. What about the penalty count? They were offside. But now they see it all on replay. Well, we still get, we still argue so, whether they get it right or wrong. So then through the week, it's got to be a little bit more of So what are they talking happening. about, Gordon? Well, what's happening off the field more than what's on the field. So what used to happen you think what's so? on the field. But, you, but hang on. You look you at Jared so? Hayne, right? Jared Hayne. Think, Pete, you think, you know, the, the pub general talk, public yeah. really give a pub talk damn now. about all this pub stuff talk off now field? because... Obviously, like of course they do. Yeah, of course they care. That's it's that's it's an, it's an obsession with people. Kim Kardashian that's wouldn't why, be so famous. Exactly, and, and look at Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne. eighty Pen. minutes. Hey, what's Kim do for eighty minutes? Ooh, All right, boys. Ooh, ooh. We're going to wrap it up. Pandora's there. box. We've got plenty to baby. talk about today. Hang on to your keep it dry, guys. Keep your powder dry. Still to come, we're going to talk about what's in Take the papers control, today. We've got the raging bull coming up, and yesterday's victorious coach Trent Barrett joins us on Sunday Triple M NRLs. We rock the footy. Triple M Rocks, Sunday Arvo footy for Bryden's Lawyers. Protecting your future.